0: You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: what's up wizards fans welcome back to locked on wizards i'm ben mehich i cover the wizards for sb nations bullets forever and i'm joined here by my co-host anthony cidadino you can go subscribe to the lockdown wizards podcast on the lockdown network and of course shoot us a follow on twitter at lockdown wizards look we have a lot to get into tonight the wizards are coming off a preseason victory but that aside we got the debut of russell westbrook so let's get right into it anthony who would have thought that the Wizards would look different with an all NBA player on the floor? First game, Russell dropped eight points, three assists, seven rebounds in 17 minutes. Give me your general takeaways with him.
2: Who would have thought, right? Yeah, who would I mean...
1: have thought, right? I, <laughs> how will though We like him, but I think he's a little bit better than him,
2: right? I yes, Russ. He looked absolutely great. Eight points, seven rebounds, three assists, and 17 minutes. Um, he looked super comfortable out there with his new teammates. He looked super energized. Um few takeaways. Um early on they were using him in the post a lot. Um you know, they they had him subbed in with with other reserves, not just playing alongside Brad and the other um starters that we think are going to start. Obviously there's not a set starter list yet for the regular season, but he looked great, man. I love what I saw from him. Um, he didn't have any steals on the defensive end, but they looked great. He looked like he was, uh, you know, leading the charge. Um, you know, you know, giving that classic intensity that he always brings on the floor, and, and he um, brought a lot of energy to the table. And I think he's going to uh, be great this season alongside Brad and um, everyone else. But uh, Ben, um, I know we, we only saw him for 17 minutes, but your initial take on Russ.
1: I mean, I think there's a couple of things that you said that said there that were really important. I mean, Scott Brooks, traditionally, even before he got to the Wizards in Oklahoma City, he was notorious for his lack of creativity. Right. Especially uh, when he has two superstar guys like KD and Russ, give him the ball and let them figure it out. That was kind of his philosophy. When you have two great players of that caliber, um, you let them you let them do the do the basketball. Right. Right. And I'll be kind of the uh, players' coach, so to speak. Scott Brooks was never known for his X's and O's or strategy, but today, what I thought was really interesting is, like you mentioned, they they used him out of the post, and that led to a bunch of creative moments for the Wizards. Uh, he played him with the reserves with Ish Smith and Howell Neto, and that led to 13 steals in 21 minutes. You mentioned that Russ didn't have any steals, but he really did lead the charge, like you said, with that energy. Uh, and from every steal, Russ was up there getting, getting in transition, getting baskets. He had a pull-up, pull-up shot from mid-range. Um, the, the sort of creativity that that lends itself through Russell Westbrook's style of play is basketball that we really haven't seen the Wizards play in a very long time. I'm not sure that we've seen them play this style under under Scott Brooks. So I was really pleasantly surprised to see Scott Brooks play unorthodox lineups initially when I saw Ish and Howell Neto and Westbrook on the floor together. Um, I didn't think it would work, but it did. Maybe that threw the Pistons off. Maybe it was to throw other teams off. Three, three of the smallest guys on the roster and it meshing. I was surprised.
2: It did work, and we just heard Scott in the post game um, presser. You know, he was asked about his three point guards. He sounded incredibly excited about Russ Howell and Ish, whoever the um, you know primary starter backup will be um I mean obviously Russ will start um I meant to say but you know the primary backup we don't know yet but he sounds um so so excited um for his for his backcourt um and he just went into how it it you know a lot of teams don't have um you know reliable guys that like you know going you know going deep into the third string um so yeah, that'll be a lot a lot of fun to see how that plays out throughout the season. And and you know, guys like Howell and and Denny, um, you saw how excited they they seem to 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 play every second they were out there with Russ on the floor. Um, and you know, it just it seems infectious. They they, they seem like they're all really, um, you know, digging into their roles. And this is going to be a fun year. They they seem super energetic, and um, I can't wait for the season to start.
1: That's one thing I, I think I also picked up on was, was the, the energy. It's sort of it's a sort of thing that really doesn't translate to the stat sheet, but to, tonight it, or, or on Saturday it did. The 13 steals in 21 minutes was significant. I mean, they dominated for that period of time. Of course, the Pistons caught up when, once Brad and, and Russ sat on the bench and, and the Wizards played their deep reserves. But, I mean, it was pretty clear that the energy does translate to the box score and it does translate on the court. Uh, you mentioned how Neto not playing the primary backup or – the sort of inner competition with Ish Smith. But interestingly enough, I mean, howletto Neto is a capable shooter. He hit two of his four three-point shots today. You can play those players together. You know, I don't know if it's ideal against bigger lineups, but I mean, there's spurts like, like Scott Brooks tried on Saturday where playing three-guard lineups really does translate to small doses of hyper-success. I don't know if it'll translate long-term because you don't want to get pummeled defensively with those three small guys, but it really did. I, mean, I was shocked to see how creative Scott Brooks was was uh? It was great.
2: It was great, and um, along with these, with with how great the point guards did tonight, um, you and I have talked a lot about um, who we think may, you know, who, who we think should be playing the point guard position. Uh, at the top of that list, um, I think is you know Troy Brown Jr. Um, tonight we saw another great game from him. Um, he's been solid all throughout preseason and training camp. Um, with these three, you know, with these three guys, Howell Neto, um, obviously Russell Westbrook and, and, Ish Smith that, that are obviously, um, they're going to be playing the one. And I mean, do you think that, that Scott is just, he's set on those three guys and, and Troy Brown is just, I mean, he's, he's going to be playing the three and that's, that's about it. Do you think that that's where he is? I think Scott
1: Brooks is trying to eliminate like other teams are the idea of a position in basketball right there's going to be moments where troy brown is handling the ball off handoffs and he's the primary guard even though you have a player like is smith or Neto on four with him. we saw Neto hit two of his four threes today so he's a pretty good spot up guy you can shoot the ball pretty well um so i think there's going to be moments where is or, or troy brown is the lead ball handler but might not be the Per se point guard, and they've built the team around that idea, right? Denny Avdia is six foot ten, but there's moments on the court where he's the lead ball handler. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes. And before we dig deeper into Russell Westbrook and, and what he uh, looked like with Bradley Beal in that pairing in the future, I want to tell you guys about 1010. Now you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that diamond engagement rings are iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And guess what, fellas? February is right around the corner. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively and sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making two 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com.
2: Betting on the Washington Wizards does not have to be a guessing game this year if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Getting daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers, subscribe to the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag when that, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, D.C. We just got done talking about preseason, and we want to dig right in to how Bradley and Russ did together tonight. Um, Ben, what did you see? What do you you think?
1: I think, in a way, Brad is picking up right, right where he left off with John Wall. I mean, Russ and Wall, their styles of play are certainly different. Russell looks to score a lot more than John did. Um, John, I think, needs the ball a lot more to be effective than Russ. Russ is, Russ is a better cutter off the ball. Obviously, the, the dynamic of basketball is different when those guys are on the floor. But the their chemistry, I think, is similar. When Russ gets the ball, Brad makes a dart to the three-point line. And that's the sort of thing that defenses are going to have a really hard time preparing for. Russ is practically unstoppable uh, in transition. And when you have a player of Bradley Beal's caliber rushing to the three-point line and vice versa when Brad's handling it, and Russ is darting to the basket for a layup or, or an alley-oop. I mean, that's a that's a sort of tandem that uh, has a potential to be unstoppable, which lends us to the question, Anthony, and you and I have had some disagreements about this. Uh, where do you think those two are going to uh, rank amongst the duos in the NBA? Because ultimately, the answer to this question, I believe, is going to decide where this team ends up in the league, right? Are they going to be a playoff team? Are they going to be a middling contender type team in the Eastern Conference? Like, who knows? And the interesting is the thing is the the first game of the season is against Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid.
2: Wow, you want me to rank these guys compared to the rest of the league duos. Well, I mean they are up there, right? Um two superstar talent, you know, probably the best, you know, backcourt in the East, you know, up there, you know, top backcourt in the in the league,
1: but Are they the best backcourt in the league? I mean, I'm not
2: saying it. I'm not saying you know. I'm not saying. I mean, mean, I'm not saying fully. You know, overall, we have not seen them play one regular season game yet. But in my mind, just putting them both together, they're
0: they're, they're,
1: they are on the top. That they are. They could be on the top of you know best backcourts in the league. I mean, Steph and Clay. Obviously, Clay is out rehabbing. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, the only other couple backwards that stand out. Lillard and McCollum, right? Lillard, yep, yep. And mm-hmm. depending on, I think Damian Lillard is probably the best player of all of the four, but McCollum is probably the worst player of the four. Not exactly. The best player. Exactly. You got uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I yeah, mean, look, they they very well. Unless I'm just blanking on someone, they might be the best backcourt in the NBA.
2: I I wouldn't argue oh, it. Oh, sorry.
1: Do you know why I blanked on <laughs> James Harden and John Wall? We forgot about John Wall that quickly. We got one. Oh, yeah, all time. right. Yeah,
2: yeah. We I guess that we forgot. About, we we're forgetting about them just because of how um absent Harden has been in Houston. Yeah. Houston I I know that he's you know too. he has he has gotten back to Houston, but still we don't. I feel like the league is just really not even thinking of Harden being a Houston rocket. I mean, they're He's just, not they're, even thinking they're about just being yeah, right. They're just waiting. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all just sitting back waiting for this trade, whatever trade to happen, but who knows, who knows what will happen. But as far as backcourts go, you, I mean, you're hundred percent, right. I mean, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, they are a top. They are at the top of the list. If not the top, top. Um, as far as duos go in the league, that's a, that's um yeah, that's top. as far as duos go. I mean, you, you gotta give it to LeBron and AD as like the best duo in the league. They are the champs. Um, we will see what happens. They got a great chance to win it again. Um right. And then we're looking right after that at probably Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Um you know, Katie's coming off of a of a pretty you know gruesome injury, but you know, in my mind, he's he's a top two player in the league. Kyrie is you know a top 3 point guard in the league. They they're going to, you know, and and they're on a great you know, Brooklyn Nets team. I mean, they 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 run deep. They have so many players that
1: could contribute. Um that's the thing. I mean, in the league, we went from having uh, league dominated by big threes and everyone rushing, kind of an arms race to get three of the best players on their team, right? Yeah. But now it's a league dominated by duos. I mean, and thank God, thank we, God for that. Yeah, I know, right? I, I mean, absolutely, the, the, the league was ruined
2: for three years. I mean, well, if you, r- really, following well, you know Miami's you know you know dynasty a little bit, and then you know LeBron going back to Cleveland right after that. Then you know Golden State was you know Golden State was born with. The sign, you know, the signing of Kevin Durant that r- ruined the league in my mind for for three years. Obviously, they would have won in twenty nineteen, you know, barring injury. But now this is great. I mean, every, you, know, you know, the league is spaced out. They got a lot of great duos across the league, and and we're honestly forgetting about Jimmy and Bam. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, they they just went to the finals, and and I feel like everyone, everyone is is counting them out. They, you know, they they made the finals. They gave they gave the lakers six six tough games it, that that was no that was no cakewalk of a series i know that the lakers were were far superior but the heat they're not they're no they're no bargain i mean they made they made milwaukee look like <gasps> That was a gentleman's sweep. I mean, they, they, yeah. they were lucky. Milwaukee was lucky to get one win in overtime I think, there. I
1: think it's it, – I'm, I'm glad you brought them two up, and I get Russ and, and Beal are completely different players than Jimmy and Bam. But yep. they approach yep. the game in a similar way, where Jimmy and Bam play with such high intensity. They play like it's a game seven every single game. It could be a, it could be a January game against the Hornets that nobody's watching. 100% they're playing like it's a game seven. And the same is true with Russ here. And I think that's the sort of thing that will elevate Bradley Beal so we can talk about them too amongst the best duos in the league. And I, that's the thing. I mean, we have this list scoring. We got so many great duos. And in the Eastern Conference alone, you got Bam and Jimmy, Giannis and Chris Middleton, uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that are often overlooked. So, right, right. I mean, if Russ and Beal can enter that conversation, I don't know. The sky's the limit.
2: I definitely think they can and going back to what you brought up with Lillard and McCollum um so a, a duo like that obviously you know Lillard being you know the star there and then looking over to Denver you know um to Jamal Murray and and Jokic are you are where, where would you take Russ and Brad over those over those two duos or
1: no man I- over Lillard and McCollum, man, that's so tough. Cause-,
2: Cause, like, Cause I'm looking at them too, right? I mean, Denver just made the Western Conference Finals this past year, the year prior, Portland made the the Western Conference Finals, obviously being the eight seed this year, being knocked out of the, the first round. Um I mean, seriously, like a- after this year, Portland had a had a tough, tough season. Um that to, to me, I think Russ and Brad uh, with Washington,
1: they're, they're comparable to Portland. I, I think that's a – Anthony, that's a fantastic point. I agree with you on that. I think Washington has the potential to kind of mimic – I mean, look, you put Portland in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> they're a top-four team in the East, right? Right, right, um, right. They kind of get screwed just based off the fact that exactly. they're in, Excuse me if that's wrong, but I mean – they have a talented roster and, and an all-star duo there, and it just simply just isn't enough to get over the hurdle that is the Western Conference. And, and, right. and if Russ and, and Beal can mirror their production and maybe even elevate it with Beal being better than McCollum and, and Russ being better than McCollum, so in the aggregate they might be better, I mean, the Wizards could be really competitive. And, 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 and 100%. Saturday we saw a small sample size where they clicked, and, and it worked. They won't step on each other's toes, I don't think, at least.
2: Right. I you, we saw a lot of overpassing too, which you know, right. sometimes you know it, it led to a, a turnover. But these passes, um, with rush R- russ is, you know, you know, you know, driving, you know, the lane and drawing these defenders, dishing it off to Denny. Denny doing the same thing, um, not wasting any time. I mean, everyone wants to get everyone involved. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And now we're looking ahead to Wednesday, right? Uh, and we're and you know, they're going up against Philly you know, Embiid and Simmons, another duo, a tough duo in the league. Um as far as duos go, I mean,
1: they're they're the ultimate question mark, are I mean, talent-wise, right up there with the best of them. But then you put them on the floor and you have questions like, man, you guys both have MVP type potential, but then you look at them and you're just like, why don't you realize you have MVP mm-hmm. type potential? Like mm-hmm. they seem to be the only players that don't realize that. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm more optimistic probably than you um, with Philly. I, I, I am a believer in Doc Rivers, especially with his sort of coaching style, getting through to players. We've seen him elevate the games of players in the past, and I think he can do the same here. And they finally have shooting now with Seth Curry, uh, Danny Green, and Tobias Harris. And I think that's some really solid shooters around uh, Simmons and Embiid and, and I, I don't think he'll use Simmons like Brett Brown did I, I think you'll see him more in the post and uh, again with more shooters I, I think his his own shooting woes won't be as highlighted but that's ultimately going to be you know the question of his career he'll never become the MVP type player unless he develops a jump shot but absolutely
2: 100% right so we have that game coming up to open up Washington's season we're really excited about that um and then, I mean, really, we're just—I, I guess, predictions of, of of game one. Really, I mean, I, I could see them losing, losing game one, trying to figure out, you know, exactly how to mesh together. I mean, this will be the first time now that we're, we're going to see Russ and Brad play thirty plus minutes probably, and um, along with you know, Davis Bertans, and 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 we'll, we'll see if um, I think Denny's going to start at the three. I, I really do think that he'll end up starting. Um, what do you think? Do, do you think they get this W this game one?
1: I, they're coming in there with some momentum, right? I mean, this is a team that we talk about energy, and I think that's going to be a consistent theme all throughout the season. Um, they have some momentum with this win, and more so than the win, the way that they've played. I mean, they're going to be trouble, but they're, they're not going to be uh, an easy win for anybody in, in the league, and that's a rare uh thing to talk about the Wizards. But before we go any forward let's talk about built go. I mean, it's a it's an exhausting year, Anthony, I don't know know about you, but sometimes I find myself mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. But that's why I take built go, it's a natural supplement. It's in the same group that built us the world's uh, fastest growing protein bar and built bar. Um, This energy is natural, it's not going to make you crash. Sometimes I rely on, uh, you know, the over the counter sort of energy drink or energy bar and it makes me crash but this is different it's natural and you know what Anthony it also gives you protein which both of us can use i mean look at us right we're skin and bones that's why i'm i've been you know taking built go and i feel energetic and I, can't you see it in my voice anthony i'm pumped, pumped oh yeah about built go and you should be too uh, visit builtgo.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 20% off your next order use the promo code locked for 20% off at builtgo.com let's go
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On Podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today. Wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still locked on wizards here with Ben Mehitch and myself, Anthony Cittadino. Let's flip back to what we saw on Saturday night against the Pistons. We saw a lot, Ben. We saw a lot. Denny had nine points, ten rebounds, and flashed a ton of creativity. Um, you know, Thomas Bryant had 22 points, seven rebounds, you know, was three for six from three-point land. Um and yeah, we, I mean, we had a lot that happened. Robin Lopez got really involved. Thirteen points, six for eight from the floor. What are your takeaways, man? I mean, and, and and really, what does this mean for for every position? I guess going into the regular season, looking at starting lineups.
1: I think we should have a drinking game for for every Robin Lopez three, we take a shot. Something.
2: This that that I'm on board.
1: Uh. <laughs> I mean, look, this team is creative, and I mentioned the Robin Lopez thing because they were getting Robin Lopez open threes, and they weren't. I mean, look, any Robin Lopez three probably isn't the ideal shot, but they were getting him open shots. And Scott Brooks before the game was talking about, you know, how Robin has expanded his game and almost talked about him as if it was Brooke Lopez and not Robin Lopez. And that kind of speaks to the sort of creativity that the Wizards want to play with. And we saw that with Denny Abdia. And we've talked about the starting small forward position all preseason long, and it's probably going to be a common theme throughout the season. But when we talk about Denny and Troy Brown and Isak Bonga, who to you has stood out more than anyone? To me, it's pretty obvious who should be the starter. And Scott Brooks, meant like didn't didn't confirm that then he would be the starter but alluded to it saying that he's on his way to being a starting player and yeah like you said nine points ten rebounds outside of the statue driving kick right overpassed at times but if you have a player that's overpassing that's a good problem to have rarely in the nba do you have a guy who's too unselfish and for this wizards team that's relying on the extra pass which has a ton of shooters you mentioned thomas bryant who's hitting the outside shot regularly. Now you need players that are willing to pass. And, and Denny's one of those guys is super creative. Not, not that many players his size that, that uh, can pass and handle the ball as well as he does. So I'll kick it back to you. Is he, is he the starter? Anyone? <laughs> no.
2: Yeah. I, I loved what I saw from Denny tonight. Um, And right. We're looking, we're looking mainly at Denny, Troy and Isak and Isak started a lot of games um, last season if it was me right now looking at it all i mean you pointed out i mean everything great about denny he he is i mean super creative he is such uh, um i mean he's so aggressive on both ends he's and with the ball i mean you can see what a facil- facilitator and playmaker he is you can see how uh you, you know energized he is i mean he's always looking to involve his teammates i right now going into the season i i think that he he's going to be the starting three. Um, That's not to say that if, if Scott does go with Isak or or Troy, that's, that's, those aren't, those aren't bad decisions in in my mind. I mean, Isak obviously for, for uh, defending purposes. I mean, he's probably the best defending perimeter, um, you know, uh, perimeter defender on on the team. And um, Troy, he's got a, he's got, he's got great attributes all, all over the place. And, um, but, right, we, um, you know, going back to early on in training camp, I mean, it, you know, the position is going to be fluid. There's going to be a lot of switching in and out. Right now, though, um, it looks it looks to me like Denny is uh, going to be the starter.
1: I'd like, I'd like Scott for keeping his cards close to his chest and saying, hey, it's fluid. Uh, he hasn't earned it yet. Uh, or he didn't say he's earned it. He hasn't earned it yet, but he, he didn't want to commit to Denny as a starter. But, I mean, look we've we've watched basketball for a while we've covered it for a while it's pretty obvious when a player separates himself from the rest and I don't want to knock Troy Brown and Isaac Bonga because I think I think they are both talented players and like you mentioned Bonga is probably the best perimeter defender on the team but you know what Danny Avdia is a pretty darn good defender too there were moments there where he defended Blake Griffin who was a multiple time all-star um obviously not not the player that he was uh today but He's a big player, uh, one of the strongest guys in the league, and he defended him very well in the post. And
2: got super uh, physical. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. Denny's very physical. He's a capable defender, and he has the length uh, and size to defend most forwards in the league. Um, another thing about the Wizards—they they, they were bad defensively last year, and they need to improve versatility wise. You gotta get players that can switch defensively, right? Then mm-hmm. he can guard what three positions? Looks like it. Small forward, power forward, sometimes center. I mean. You mean like that. that on the floor? And, and I'm a firm believer in playing your best players, right? It's situational, of course, but Denny to me has shown, obviously, still very early, but to me, I think he's shown that he's probably the best of the bunch of the players that are competing for. Has Troy Brown ripped the starting spot from someone? Like, no, he's been solid. No, yeah. no but he hasn't ripped it from anyone. Like, he's Def-
2: definitely he's been, been solid.
1: But Denny I don't know maybe you disagree with me. I think he's been head and shoulders better than any any of those guys.
2: No Denny Denny has shown it he has proved, proven it absolutely. Um I mean they they're all I I mean very deserving for sure. Um Denny he just it does seem with the way that he has played Denny though. I mean tonight tonight he got 32 minutes. Um and he shot great from behind the behind the arc too. Um which I mean looking at the Wizards tonight um they they were they were really struggling from outside and finished the game 13 for 44 and i mean as far as you know you know winning down the stretch it didn't seem to matter i mean russ and brad both didn't hit from outside i mean they both together went 0 for, 0 for 10 russ 0 for 3 brad 0 for 7 from 3 and and davis too i mean he, every shot he took was from outside he went 1 for 7 obviously that's not going to be the case going into the season um but you see a lot of these younger guys i mean you know Denny 2 for 4 uh Thomas Bryant th- 3 for 6 from from behind the arc i mean Troy 3 for 5 and as you as you pointed out earlier uh Howell Neto uh 2 for 4 um these guys um they seem like they're not that that they're, they're, they're so fearless from from behind the arc um
1: yeah and um, i think that's a testament to the coaching staff right and in, in the past Um, there's players that are kind of afraid to miss if that makes sense or because their roles are so fragile. If you have a bad game that could mark the end of your, of your time in the rotation, but Scott Brooks is understanding. I I think Mm -hmm. if you're missing good shots, it's fine. You're going to hit the next, right? You forget about the shots you miss. It's moving on to the next. And that's the sort of style that they're trying to implement. They want players to feel comfortable taking those shots. And you mentioned Denny Avdia hitting shots from the outside I'm not surprised. I mean, they're telling him, shoot the ball. And after the game, Bradley Beal was saying the advice he was telling Danny, like, dude, stop looking for me. Like, I understand I'm, I'm the best player on the team, but you're capable. Like, you can score the ball, too. If you're open, shoot the ball. And we mentioned his overpassing, but that's something they can just reinstill the confidence in and reassure him, like, it's okay to shoot. And you know what? It's even okay to miss. And I love that. To grasp that, I think the sky's the limit. I mean, uh, Dwayne Casey mentioned Earlier, uh, before the before Saturday's game, that this is a player who's going to be around for a very long time, has all-star potential, and and he's flashed that. And with all due respect to Troy Brown, and Isak Bonga, I don't I don't think they're at that level. And and to me, it's it's clear. I mean, Denny Abdiel should be the starter.
2: You're 100. I mean, I I agree 100 um, percent with you. Um, Isak. I mean, last year you weren't too. <laughs> Your your thoughts on the team last year? I mean, it was tough. I mean, the Wizards had a they had a tough tough season last year with John being out. I mean, Brad had a really heavy load. Isak saw a lot of minutes, a lot of starting games, at, you know, at that position. Um, and I mean, it sounds like uh, you know. It sounds like you're you're really happy going in this direction for for the Wizards.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, to kind of wrap it up here, I think this team is exciting. This is the most exciting team they've had in a very long time. I don't think the ceiling is high is as high as it was in like 2016, 17. Just because I think that team was very deep. I mean, you had Bogdan Bogdanovich and and Kelly Oubre and Otto Porter all sharing time. You don't have the sort of depth on the wing uh, this season, and I think the NBA in general is a lot deeper than it was was then, but. I mean, just the excitement around this team, it, it's, it's palpable. I mean, you can measure it. It's tangible. This is the sort of excitement that the Wizards haven't had in decades. And, and we have a lot to look forward to this season, guys. And, and we hope you join us on the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Uh, we have many great shows coming up, repacking, recapping games, interviewing players and whatnot, uh, breaking down uh, all, all the games to come. So make sure to subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast. Uh, Shoot us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. Give Anthony Ceredino a follow here as well as he joins us on the season. Uh, We appreciate you guys for listening. Anthony, got anything else before we end here?
2: Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Ben, it's always great hanging out for the night. Uh, Can't wait to get back into it tomorrow. DC, that's all we got for you. Um, Can't wait to keep rocking
1: with you. Robin Lopez for three. Take a shot. Why not? Can't wait.
0: Hey, Prime members.